0: Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Airs International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona.
1: Moving into here quietly and getting comfortable. Uh, Tonight's service is definitely a little uh, different because of the importance of what it is and what it represents. Um, As I had mentioned in communion, that this is a time that is represented and honored by a first fruit offering. Uh, There's an importance to uh, showing the best of what we can bring. And that's a lot of the the heart behind uh, the waving of the two loaves, the the celebration, the honoring of what has happened. And so uh, Megan and John, have a heart that understands more than most that I have ever encompassed, and that I know personally, specifically in the realm of giving their best. And so with that, Megan and John. All right,
2: well before we move into offering, which we had We had discussed as a family that we were going to prepare, press into, and bring a first fruit offering for Shavuot tonight, and that we were going to step into that or give our response at the beginning of the night so that it wasn't necessarily a response to everything else that's coming, Mm -hmm. but a response out of the overflow of gratitude in what we've already received and walked out in this last season. But before we step into that, we're just going to take a moment because this was a full week. It was the last week of school. We've had lots of extra family time, lots of events. We had some beautiful graduations today. And so we're going to just take a minute and If we could just have a little bit of some background just kind of to send us into the night so that we can take kind of um, like a, a picture for just a second of our heart positions before we move into the rest of the night. We're gonna work as a family on shifting from the busyness of the week, shifting fully just as we did into Shabbat but now into our heart's position for Shavuot. So let's take just take a minute, and then we'll release a little bit more about our friends. that voice of a false father that we're walking out of, the voice of false authority that has dictated what your response should or shouldn't look like. Awareness of your heart's position. As Yahweh said, in order to fully receive what's coming tonight, you have to be willing to receive the spirit of truth outside of irritation. There's no more room for irritation. And the fourth and final way that we were meant to safeguard our response tonight was with an offering. expression of the response. One of the words that Yahweh spoke about the offering was that it was going to be the thing that weighs or gives weight on earth to your heart's position or that heart's response of yes. Alrighty,
3: first Maybe notes here. Things that particularly stand out to me when it comes to the first fruits offering. Um, Exodus it says, "Also, you are observed the feast of the harvest, the first fruits of your labor that you sow in the field." <clears throat> giving our first fruits means giving our best to God. It means sacrificing something that costs us a little. It means putting God first, even before ourselves and our family. Making a first fruit offering opens us up to allow God to work in our life. Um, the first fruit offering uh, primarily relates to originally um, the agriculture, the harvest of the wheat. Um, it applied originally only to the, uh, the fruits of the seven specific uh, specific varieties of uh, fruit from the land of Israel: the wheat, barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates, olives, and dates. It's also interesting too because the first fruit harvest, as we understand, it wasn't required until a period of time after they were living in the Promised Land.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So it um, mm-hmm. seven seven years the first fruit offering started seven years after they lived mm-hmm. in the Promised Land. So it wasn't it wasn't getting to the Promised Land. Mm-hmm. Um, it's living in the Promised Land. Yeah. It's not. The other interesting part to me as well is that it's not, it's not living in the Garden of Eden, so it represents labor. It's a, a union of mm. our faith, God's promise, mm. and that's matched by our labor and mm. our hard work. Mm. It goes into uh, nurturing and um, bringing that fruit to where it you know, becomes a reality. <coughs> walking in, walking in faith in my work to pursue the <laughs> blessings in which i believe in God. It's not a, a passive blessing. It costs us uh-huh. a lot in yeah. our livelihood. Yeah. It's not simply, simply believing. That is the foundation. Uh, farming is hard work. Uh, crops only come through anxious toil uh, and work. Uh, Hoping in variables outside of our control, but that's where our faith and belief and proceeding all come together, and what gives significance, in in my opinion, to the the first points offered. What's been so powerful
2: about our journey and that word about the promised land is that we are now able as a family to fully recognize and receive our ancestry so that our yes and even our yes in our giving can mean something. And so tonight there is a actual a harvest basket and it's in the middle Coffee table. We also have envelopes, and in front of the envelopes, there is a sign that says, I choose you. And so, as you move, when you're released to move, that is the word in the sense of our yes as it's been said over this house the last week, that our guests can finally do something, not only because we're activating fully that ancestry and our DNA in that promised land, but that we know now to prepare. That we can have a heart of gratitude and honor that overflows because we know to prepare that we're awakened to our responsibility, that as Yahweh has chosen us as his sons and daughters or as those people, that we have a responsibility to choose him back. One of the boxes that was recently by mom was can you she said can you imagine if the entirety of the process or the entirety of everything that of all truth that we didn't know hit you all at once at the end of your life can you imagine so in our response right now before we even receive our identity that our response and our movement would come from that heart of gratitude, that we are now in a place for the rest of our lives to be aware of what it takes to choose Him back. Yeah. So I know that we are ready. We've been prepared. So when you when you are. Um, Ready to just move the basket is where your offering will go tonight as a physical, tangible expression of that response. And we're going to move quickly because we're ready. We're going to move quickly because it's a response that's already from the overflow. <laughs> if you did not come with a physical offering to put in the harvest basket, we still do have our text to give number that you can designate towards first fruits. That number is 928-288-4547. And even with that, although it's a different type of movement, it is still a movement and a response. So do that now.
4: Um,
5: so I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna do something before we we continue with tonight that has been on my heart since last Shavuot. Um and it's been something that's been important to me because as the shepherds of the house, oftentimes we don't in the shepherding, we don't get to express the same things over our children or I don't get to express the same things over my family. So as you guys know, when we did the commissioning last shot, man, the father was just like that was his heart was all over that yeah. entire thing. Yeah. And so, um, I really felt that this Shabuot, I needed to commission my family. Yeah. So, well. if, uh, if I could actually have Tanya and the kids stand up on the fireplace thing. Would you
4: the chairs On the fireplace?
5: Yeah, stand up. <laughs> and I'm going I'm to have my... My wife and my kids stand up on there because one
4: more. (laughs) You're You're missing one more.
5: Right, as heads of our house, we're we're not we are the authority, but we're not the authority in the sense that we're over our family. We're we're supposed to elevate our family. And so the same certificates, the commission scrolls that you guys got. Um, I reworded it for our family, you know, so that it would make sense from me to my family commissioning you guys. And uh, part of it is our pledges in the scriptures that our family has lived by since we got married. So you can hold that. And I'm just going to, If you guys would agree with me, I'm just going to read this commission scroll over my wife and kids. It's good. As the father of this house, in testimony and by virtue of the delegated authority vested in me as the shepherd of this family, I do recognize and declare that the Brewer family has embarked upon the narrow of narrows. demonstrating loyalty to Yahweh alone, and you have taken the proper seat amongst the Avrim at the table of nations, Yes. Yeah. committed to ongoing discipleship after Yahweh's original intent for his people, so as to fully apprehend the royal priesthood that you are called to as sons and daughters. I confer upon you a crossover anointing given this Chag Shavuot, the sixth day of Saban 5783. This commissioning acknowledges and affirms that they have undertaken the relentless process of divestment, divorcing themselves from anything that corrupts the calling to which they have been called and the name to which they have been named according to the will of Yahweh. You have refused to settle for faith alone, but have worked diligently to exemplify a living conviction through the exchange of pledges, accompanied by an understanding that loyalty precedes the royal priesthood that you were destined to inherit. You refuse to diminish his glorious nature, no longer approaching Yahweh out of any desire for selfish gain. More notably, you've committed to crossing over and alienating yourselves from the syncretism and confusion brought about by the prevailing spirit of compromise of our time. Your fulfillment only comes from returning to the purposes that you were originally created for, quenching the violence of fire that comes to your door in order to uphold the standard of Yahweh Nisi over your life and teaching obedience to the mitzvah of Yahweh to the following generations. So I just felt it really important that, um, you know, and I don't feel like we missed anything. I just feel like it was all in Yahweh's timing. And uh, there was a lot of crossing over thresholds today with graduations. And uh, I just really felt stirred this morning and and felt it fitting that. as as the head of my house and as the one uh, given authority to commission you guys, that it was important that we do that before we go on our trip. And uh, I know that things are going to shift on this trip and our time together. And I'm going to hang these before we leave. And it's going to shift our house. It's going to shift the atmosphere. And uh, our house will be different when we come back because we'll be different when we come back. Yeah. I appreciate you guys letting me do that, and uh, I've been trying to prepare for the to release our identity for more than 50 days, and uh, it's been a struggle. And even leading up to now, I just couldn't I couldn't get my my thoughts together. Um, I know it's in there. I know it's been swirling around, and I have a. a Definitive thing to release over the family, but um, Philippians one six says that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Messiah Yeshua. And the reason I say that is because he finishes what he starts.
4: Yeah.
5: And what we're what we're coming together tonight to celebrate is something coming full circle. There's um, completion tonight. He's completing something, which means that he started something a long time ago. And I wanted to read something to you guys from 10 years ago, before Kingdom was a was a thing. The document that I printed it on says Grace Fellowship from 2013. And I'm just going to read a brief paragraph from what we put together as a declaration of what family development ministry was at the time. That's what Kingdom Heirs is, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's what it is even now, family development. And so I want to paint a picture for you guys before we get into what is going to be released tonight, that Yahweh was after...
4: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah.
5: He was after this 10 years ago. This is what we put together to present to the body that we were going to be going after. It says, Family development ministry has been birthed out of a peacemaker calling to destroy the power which establishes chaos in the lives of his children. When some react by fleeing a circumstance surrounded by chaos... Our covenant team is called to respond by moving the silence and displace it with the very presence of the kingdom of God. When being transformed by the renewing of our minds, we discover the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God to displace chaos and worldly patterns. The process is discovering our inheritance and it's directly related to this state of mind. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of this and told, and told me that I'm finishing what I started. Not that we're done, but yeah. he's bringing something full circle. And yeah. I want everybody to know that what he's saying tonight is so powerful because he dropped that seed in our heart in 2013. And he basically said, develop the family. Develop the family be peacemakers, displace chaos, which causes uh, worldly patterns and and prohibits my will from being displayed. And do it in covenant. And that's your inheritance. And that's what he said. And it's simple. It's like three sentences of what he dropped in our heart, but it's carried us 10 years to now. And Philippians 1.6 says, what I start, I'm going to finish what's crazy about that is the crisis and the chaos that we were called to displace as peacemakers is lawlessness. It's lawlessness, right? It's sin. Sin is lawlessness according to the scripture. And one of the things that just hit me about Shavuot is... This is an important time because everything about who we are is, is central to Shavuot. Because of what took place on, yeah. in Shavuot. And there's a, there's a primary crisis that our world is facing. But not just the world, but the church is facing. I would say it's the primary, it's the most threatening crisis. Let's forget about the world that the church is facing and what is it lawlessness is a byproduct of the primary issue that the church is facing think about what is shavuot what do we receive we receive the torah the holy spirit right what is the torah the loving instructions of the father The primary crisis that the church is facing is fatherlessness. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) the church has gone on without the instructions of the father. Yeah. The church has been fatherless. Yeah. 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 Every problem we see in our society can come down to fatherlessness. Yeah. Homelessness, fatherlessness. Violence, fatherlessness. Right? Anything. Alcoholism, fatherlessness. Everything. Uh, yeah. Gang violence, fatherlessness. Everything. And it's not just the world, it's the church
4: yeah. Yeah. has
5: been operating without the father's voice.
4: Yeah. 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 yeah.
5: So when we go back to 10 years ago and I read these things that Yahweh put in our heart about being peacemakers to displace chaos, which breeds worldly patterns. It opens the door for worldly patterns. What is the opposite of a worldly pattern is a kingdom pattern. And how can we establish a kingdom pattern if we don't have the father's voice?
4: Right. We
5: can say all day long, I'm a friend of God. Right? We can sing it. I am a friend of God, whatever and you can be a friend to him and you can think you're a friend to him, but disregard his instruction. Yep. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
5: So I, I want us to I want us to feel the weight that when I release the identity that we're truly supposed to be called That it's coming on Shavuot when he's saying, "I'm giving you the Torah. I'm giving you my voice." Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because nothing—if you think about it—nothing can take that place of a father's voice.
4: Yeah, amen. Yeah.
5: Not a king, not a priest, not the government. They left the government of Egypt, and he took them out of that, so they—he could—he could. Take them out of that voice and say, I'm going to give you my voice. Right, Yeah. 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 (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, think about our government right now. People think or they want the government to be the voice of the Father in their life. They want the government to be the shepherd of their house. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: Nothing can replace the voice of the Father. And the problem that we have that causes everything is fatherlessness.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
5: So I I want us to understand that when we talk about the Torah tonight, that it isn't, we're not just playing a game where we're like, we're Christians and we kind of embrace the Torah a little bit. Or we're Christians and we observe the Torah. Or it's just Christianity and we throw a tallit on sometimes. Or we just say some Hebrew stuff. Or we sing some Hebrew songs and it's just mixing, it's like mixing Christmas and Passover. It's the exact same thing. That is not what he's called us to be. He has called us to be all in to the point to where we can fully receive and have it be central to our life, the Father's voice. Now this is not to say that Yeshua is not the way of salvation. We recognize that he is the only way of salvation But like I had said before, we're recovering his religion. Mm -hmm. We're embracing his religion, not making him our religion. His religion is I'm here to do the will of the Father. I do what I see my Father doing. He was about the Father's business. So when we talk about the Torah and we identify who are we, we know we're not historical Christianity, right? Yeah. I, I feel, man, I feel the, 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 <laughs> I feel the, 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 father standing behind me, like, let, like, release it, son. Yeah. Tell him, yeah. we are not yeah. historical Christians. Yeah. If you have any residue of, like, well, I'm just going to be a Christian with all this stuff.
1: That's good. That's good.
5: He didn't he didn't let them carry things of Egypt yeah. with them to right. Mount Sinai. Right. They had to be hasty. They had to be quick. Yep. You don't even let, have time to let the bread rise because you're going to Mount Sinai where I'm going to restore the father's voice into your life. So who, who and what are we? There's been this false dichotomy, and you guys have probably all heard it. Well, if you're not Christians, you're Jews. Right. You guys are celebrating the feast. You must not be Christian anymore. You must be Jews now. Right. Don't We cannot subscribe to that false dichotomy. Yeah. We cannot let that take root to where we start fighting on that battlefield yeah. of it's either Christian or Jew. Right.
4: right.
5: It's either Jew or Gentile. Why have we been pursuing in and and implementing the fact that we're Hebraic, we're Hebrews. It's not just a language, it's not just a religion, it's an ethnicity. That's who your ancestors are. Yeah. Hebrew. Yeah. Because that is Jew and Gentile together. Yeah. The same thing with Christian and Judaism. So what are we then? And I'm gonna say this and, and don't don't overthink it okay there is historical christianity there's rabbinical judaism okay those are the things that people are normally referring to when they engage this false dichotomy now what we are i'm not saying that you would say this to people but what we are is apostolic judaism and the reason why I can say that is because we know we've studied that there's the oral traditions, there's the, the written Torah, the Oral Torah, the Judy, the the rabbis put fences around the Torah and made more traditions to protect the actual Torah. Okay. Now I'm gonna read this. What's historical Christianity? They accept Jesus, they accept the so called New Testament. But reject the Torah. Mm-hmm. They accept the elder brother. They accept the New Testament, but reject the Father. Yeah. yeah. You can't. My kids can't embrace me as a father and then reject my voice. Good. <coughs> Rabbinic Judaism rejects Jesus. Rejects the New Testament but affirms the Torah. Mm -hmm. We may have things in common with both, but we're neither one. Mm -hmm. Okay? Apostolic Judaism accepts Yeshua, accepts the apostolic scripture, which is the the New Testament, the so-called New Testament. And this says, accepts the Torah as defined by Yeshua and His apostles. But we don't just accept it. That's why I want us to understand that he finishes what he starts, what he started in us, what I know he started in my wife and I, in our house, was to make a way for the father to be reestablished as the authority over the house. Not a king, not a priest, not the government, whatever else we try to go to as as a voice of a father in our life. Right? We're not just Christianity in accepting of the Torah. Yeah. I want us to realize that Yeshua made a way for us to be redeemed into the Father's house, for us to fully embrace the Father's voice, the Father's instruction, the foundation that the Father lays. Yeshua made a way for us to be restored to that. Right? He's not the end. Right, it's not a religion right. about Yeshua. Yeah, yeah. He's about His Father's business. If we make our religion about Yeshua but reject the Father, then what are we doing? Uh-huh. Yeah. Ultimately, we're nullifying the Word of God because we're we're engage, we're creating our own religion about Him. Now we have to be we have to understand this because He is the Way, the Truth, and the Life. He is the way to access and to be restored to mm-hmm. the Father. But what he's about is the Father. So what we should be about is the Father. Okay? I can't, and and we'll keep saying it, but I, I can't emphasize... This enough, and I want to re- I want to repeat it because I want it to sink in that this is what he called us. This is what he called us to. This is not. Uh, oh, well, we we started studying Hebrew scrolls two years ago, so now this is what we're doing. Okay. Because the Holy Spirit pointed me back to 2013 and said, this is in seed form, what is being completed and coming to full circle now was in seed form in 2013. And the best way you could articulate it in 2013 was what I just read to you. Mm But he knew you don't have to understand what's going to happen in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> I just need you to understand this seed, and I'm going to implant it in you. Yeah. And I need you to be a peacemaker in displace chaos to make a way for the father to take his rightful place back in yep. the house.
4: Yeah.
5: yeah. So I can confidently, with, I, with everything in me, I can tell you since 2013, this is the trajectory that he had us on. Yeah. Yeah. This is the place, Shavuot, fifty-seven, eighty-three. This is the the desired destination that he set us on in two thousand thirteen when we released that out of our mouths. So, are we are we Christians that have a love for the Torah? Yes. But that's not our identity. That's not what we are. Are we Christians that just throw tilitz on because we go to New Mexico one time and everybody's having a good time and we're just going to engage in it? No. Are, are we? Uh, are we just dabbling? Or we're just going to talk about the mezuzah because we were inspired and we're going to and we're going to talk about it tonight? But we're Christians. That's just. Remember when we talked about good versus truth? That just sounds good.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That's
5: just good. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
5: Because it's syncretous. Mhm. Yeah. It's still syncretism. Yeah.
4: yeah.
5: Just because we're we might call ourselves Christians and then add something else to it. That's just syncretism wrapped in a Christian blanket. Right. Yeah. But man, I I feel the Father because ten years ago he was like, I have a remnant that's yeah. gonna allow my yeah. voice to be the authority in their life. They're gonna follow my instructions. It's gonna be the foundation of everything they do. It's gonna be the central ethic in their life, is gonna be my ethic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want this I want this the 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 only voice I want my children to hear in their heads when they're going through the midst of chaos, in the midst of tribulation, is the father's voice. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
5: So, I, so apostolic Judaism is where we fall. We're no longer historical Christianity. That doesn't represent who we are. Rabbinical Judaism doesn't represent who we are. Is there overlap? Do we share things with both of these groups or categories? Yes, but that neither one defines who we are. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that, that is how I want us to understand who we are. However, that is not when you're asked, oh, are you, so you're Jews now. And what I'm going to release that we are, that the early church actually called themselves. Okay, this isn't something I'm, I made up. Okay, just so you guys know, like I wasn't like, oh, this sounds nice. You know, this isn't something that I made up. This is all scriptural, what we will identify ourselves as okay but I want to I want to share some other things that kind of hammer this home as far as as far as who we are because we need to break down just some some additional things the way that God called us we have a unified view of the universe there's a unified view and there's a dual view dualism okay it sounds like you know fancy or whatever, but basically what it comes down to is, and we've talked about this, that historical Christianity has been so ingrained and indoctrinated with things that are not Him. So Augustine, one of the early church fathers who is who has molded what we know Christianity to be, was a student of Plato. A Greek philosopher. You guys heard of a platonic relationship? You know what a platonic relationship is? It means you can have a friendly relationship with somebody of the opposite sex, but the, the intimate desire or the covenant aspect of that relationship is purposely suppressed. That's what historical Christianity is, a platonic relationship with God. And it's been built in because our early church fathers were students of Plato who basically mixed Greek philosophy with the scriptures and then taught early church fathers who then molded what historical Christianity looks like today. Okay? Plato basically looked at Christianity and what dualism is is there's a earthly realm and a heavenly realm. There's good and there's evil. Your body's evil, your flesh is evil, the earth is evil, the heavenly realm is perfection. That's where you aspire to. And the way that you ascend to the heavenly place is through intellectualism. You you learn your way, you, wow. you intellectualize your way to heaven. Wow. Yeah. Now, this is important to understand because we don't. You can see how, if we've been ingrained that way, to think that heaven is this place that we have to intellectually aspire to and heaven is the place that we're supposed to go to because that's what's good our bodies are evil our jobs are evil this earth is evil everything earthly has a negative connotation then you are going to reject the Torah the purpose of which is to have you sanctify the place that you dwell in if we have, to under, we have to take the layers off to understand that historical Christianity has operated as a platonic relationship with God. I'm going to be friendly with you. I'm a friend of God, but I'm going to suppress the covenant aspect that I'm supposed to have with you. See, when you dismantle, when you understand this, that we're... When Yahweh created Adam and Eve, He called them good. In the earth. Right? His original intent was, I'm going to create beings to have relationship with each other, to have relationship with me, and it's good. It's not evil. There is nothing evil about it. There is no corruption in it. So when He calls us to go back to the original intent, or to be redeemed to His will and His perfect Intent for our lives—it's in an earthly realm. From Genesis to Yeshua to Revelation, everything that He purposes Himself to do is to dwell with us, to dwell in us, to tabernacle with us, to reign with us in the earth.
6: Yeah. Right. Right.
5: Not because of our intellect. Not because we have to leave the earth and go to a certain place. And the whole reason he gave us his voice was for the purpose of sanctification. If we take away his voice, we have no need for the reason to sanctify anything. Yeah. Because we are trying to, in our minds, get to a heavenly place through our own intellect. We don't have to sanctify anything. Which, by the way, leads to the next thing, is that we are not an escapist family. Right. We don't escape. He does not rescue you from trouble. Come on. I don't know if anybody in here needs to hear this. I hope not. But Yahweh does not. He's his intent is not to rescue you out of trouble.
6: Come on. That's so good, Dad. Yeah.
5: He. If if we're praying like like God just I promise you I'll do this if you get me out of this situation. Come on, yeah. come on. <laughs> That's good. That's good. right? Like he didn't he his his whole being is not to rescue us from trouble but to safeguard us in the midst of it. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah. Right? When you're in the yeah. valley of the shadow of death, he doesn't pluck you out of it. Yep. When, you're in the, when you're in the fire, he doesn't come pluck on, you out of it. When you're in the, in the river, he doesn't pluck you out of it.
6: Dang, that's good. Right. Right. He dwells with you in
5: it. Right. He dwells with you in it, and he teaches you how to reign in that place. Yes. yes.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Yep. So we already know rapture theology is escapist theology. It's ultimately linked and goes back to this platonic relationship (coughs) with historical Christianity that maintains a dualist view because it's been inspired by Greek philosophy that says, I can think myself into a heavenly place. While we're keeping covenant with Yahweh suppressed, but we'll, we'll, we'll want friendship with him. I want to read Ezekiel 37, 24 through
1: 28.
5: It says, My servant David will be king over them. They will all have one shepherd. They will walk in my ordinances and observe my rulings and do them my servant David will be king over them they will all have one shepherd they will walk in my ordinances and observe my rulings and do them they will live in the land that I gave to my servant Jacob where your ancestors lived they will live there they, their children and their children's children forever and my servant David will be their prince forever I will cut a covenant of shalom with them. It will be an everlasting, everlasting covenant with them. I will give to them and multiply them. I will set up my sanctuary among them forever. Where is he going to set up his sanctuary? In the heavenly place that we have to think ourselves to? He's going to he said, I'm going to set up my sanctuary among you forever. My dwelling place will be over them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Then the nations will know that I am Adonai who sanctifies Israel when my sanctuary is in their midst forever. They will know who sanctifies them. We can't be sanctified if we've, if we've disregarded the Father's voice. We can't be sanctified if we don't follow his instruction. Which means yeah. the nations won't know he's Adonai yeah. if we don't follow his instruction.
4: Right. Yeah.
5: So again I go back. Our identity is not, well, I'm a I'm a Christian, but we also do these things. Yeah. I'm a Christian, but I have a tree of life Bible. Okay, are we are we experts in the Torah? No. Can I can I name all six hundred and thirteen laws to you? No. Do I live them out perfectly? Definitely not, right? But we have to understand that when we when we embrace the identity that He handed down on Shavuot, it was His voice that was central to their entire identity. It was the it was the it was the cornerstone of their nation. Was the Torah, and guess what? Yeshua is the cornerstone. He is the Torah. Right? Right. So I want us to understand that when you look at Ezekiel 37 and you understand that he's going to dwell with us forever, that's where his sanctuary is going to be among us forever for the purpose of sanctification, for the purpose of shalom. Okay? I can't, I like... We we have to understand this, that all the counting of the Omer, all the character development, all all the perspective, all the growth, all the pressing, all the pressure, everything that we've gone through over the last 50 days has been for the purpose of making a way so that we can receive His voice, the Torah, the Holy Spirit, all things that equip us to serve Him, to carry out His purpose okay now there's other things that i wanted to get into as as kind of just pillars to be solidified of who we are and and i'm not going to do it right now but what we are and what we've been recovering what yahweh's been walking us back to Um, something interesting, I was having a a conversation with a guy and he was trying to understand revelation and he's wrestling with revelation and he's bringing up all these things and he's like, it doesn't make sense. And Yahweh just breathed in the conversation and I told him, in order to understand the end, you have to understand the beginning. Right? Yahweh is taking us back to the beginning so we can be a prophetic governmental family to call in the finishing work. Okay? Yeah. We have to understand that, quote-unquote, Christians, as people normally call them, the early disciples, the ones that followed him, were called followers of the way. That's what they identified themselves as. They said, we are followers of the way. We are followers of Yeshua. Right? That's what we are. Yeah, yeah. That's what the definition of apostolic Judaism defines the followers of the way and how they walked out their walk with Yeshua, with the Messiah. They were in the Hebrew they were called Haderek, which I always, I always think of Derek. Obviously, <laughs> the
4: truth.
5: They're called Haderek. <laughs> <laughs>
6: this is the way. Sorry, Derek.
5: But that's that's what we are, and you know I'm sure you guys have heard that, you know. Um, but that's what you are. You're a follower of the way, right? You follow Yeshua and you do what you see him doing. What you see him doing is taking care of the Father's business, doing the will of the Father. So you should yeah. follow him because he's pointing you to the will of the Father. Yeah. And we've said this before as well, but we are stepping into a place of understanding our identity to where the anointing will be there to absolutely transform things. But before he was about transformation, he was about preservation. That has been resting so heavy on me lately that so much of the... the, the, church in yeah. the state that it's in has put the cart before the horse and they're trying to transform things but they haven't preserved anything yep. so what are we transforming to yep. if we haven't preserved anything we have no right to transform anything yep. Yep. so 10 years ago Yahweh was about I'm going to preserve my voice then you can go about transformation. Then you can go about the Great Commission. Yeah. Then you can go about and actually fulfill it and teach disciples to obey my commands like you were taught. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, what we're receiving is our, our identity, but ultimately our identity is grounded in the Father's voice. It's grounded in the Torah. The Torah isn't, isn't an added benefit to our faith walk, to our Christianity. It is the foundation that Yeshua made a way for us to be restored to.
4: Yeah.
5: amen. Come on. And my hope for this house is that each and every one of you, that the fire, that fire would be burning inside of you. That any time, any opportunity, it comes up and somebody says, who are you, Regina? What are you? What have you been doing? What is this? You're this. You're that. And they criticize you. And you're confronted with all that. That fire would burn and you would say, I'm a follower of the way. Ha Derek, this is I'm about the father's business. I didn't make a religion out of Jesus. I'm I'm celebrating the religion of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like what what <laughs> Get it, yeah. Regina Why why are we why like there yeah. is no more yeah. time or oh, grace. God. Remember grace yeah. or expectation? Yeah. Now it's about expectation. Yeah, yeah. Because we've worked, we've pressed our way to the base of Mount Sinai, and he said, here's my voice. There's no room for you to go back to Egypt and try to drag stuff in here. Yeah. Yeah. You want Pharaoh's voice? You want my voice 90% of the time and Pharaoh's voice 10% of the time? Come on. I feel the father, man. He's saying it's expectation time. This is who you are, son. This is who you are, daughter. No longer historical Christianity. You're a follower of the way that got you to me. And now it's you and him. Now that covenant is no longer suppressed. Now you're no longer operating in a platonic relationship of historical Christianity. Yeshua died so the covenant would no longer be suppressed. He died and rose again so that his voice could be reinstalled as the primary, the supreme, the only seat of authority in your life. And the thing that defines you, that got you there, was following the way. That's what they called themselves. Right? That's what they said, this is who we are. They didn't adopt a, a, a title that was given to them by somebody who didn't understand them. They, they show me in the scripture where they adopted the title Christian, which was, which was a label put on them by somebody who observed them, and in his mind, he said, you're followers of a wicked one. Christi Anosios means followers of a wicked anointing. And I've taught on that before, and we could get into it, but I'm I'm done with that title. I don't care about titles. right? They didn't even, essentially, they didn't even say, like, this, this is our title. We, they just said, we're following the Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. Identify me by that. Yeah. <laughs> and the Messiah knew where he was going. They didn't know how he was going to do it. They didn't know how he was going to overcome, how he was going to reign supreme, how he was going to fulfill his purpose. They didn't know how he was going to do it. But he knew. He knew, I'm making a way to restore covenant with the Father. So I want us to understand we are followers of the way. Kingdom Airs International is people who are followers of the way. How Derek We're not just like Christians that started backsliding into Judaism and like it's a it's a hard paradigm because most people are stuck in the context of the false dichotomy Christian Jew. Yeah. Jew-Gentile, right? I feel the Father is is this Shavuot. He is, the Father's blessing is on that. He is the one saying this. He is the one saying that you guys have followed the way. You have walked the narrow of narrows. And on this Shavuot, you all are truly receiving the Torah. Yes.
4: Yeah. yeah.
5: Each and every one of you needs to know that. You are receiving the Father's voice back into your life. It's restored into your heart right now. <laughs> and it's taking precedent over any other voices that have, that have been in that place. Amen. Your boss... Judges, kings, priests, pastors, whatever. Apostles, whatever. There have been people that have been laying the law down or, or establishing rules or expectations in your life and that has been the governing voice and the, the peacemaker calling has made a way to develop a family. To clear the way so that his voice could take the rightful place. Man, it's on you to receive that. You're all at the base of Mount Sinai right now. Let's just let's just con- continue into worship right now and just engage that covenant with the Torah it's not just receiving the Torah you're engaging in covenant you're sealing a covenant with the Torah alright so we just uh, we just went around and gave the heads of households or representatives of uh, heads of households uh, a mezuzah and we felt it was uh, really important to just give that gift because we felt like it was a symbol of an impartation um, in honor of Shavuot and in honor of you guys. and uh, Mama Tanya's got some teaching and some things to release about that gift that we just uh, released to you guys. I
0: am struggling with how to to shift into teaching, Um, but I think it's important for us to understand what was received. We receive something in the spirit. This is typically how we function. He releases vision, and then I come alongside, and then I make it manifest on earth. So whatever he says... Is felt in the spirit and then I come along and teach what is it that you're feeling in the spirit and yeah. what is it that was just handed to you and so the vision that we had uh, for this Shavuot was the commissioning sent us into a place to receive what he just said the Torah but there's a physical representation of how to how to remember the Torah and so what what was handed to you is is well everything he just released was given to you in this little thing <laughs> so everything that he just hadered the way receiving the Torah this is symbolic of of that in a way to make it manifest on Earth. And it, we talked about this at Passover. We talked about the door and the symbolism of what the door is. And what this is is a mesousa, which is the word door. That's all that is. His blood was on the mesousa. His blood was on the doorpost. This is a symbol of, where, of something to place on your doorpost to remember his instructions. <coughs> It's no different than if I was to counsel someone or teach someone and someone's having to walk out triggers or someone's having to remember something. And I say, every time you open up the car door, let that be a reminder That's just an example for me. I remember when I had to practice stepping into heaven. I remember every time I went through a doorway, every time I opened up the car door, it was like a stop from life. And remember, I'm entering into something. My vehicle was a big one. I'm getting into a vehicle and I'm going to a different place. It was like I had to learn how to, when it says, seek first the kingdom of God, that's a great scripture to say. But are you seeking first the kingdom or are you getting in the car completely ignorant that there are spiritual beings around you, before you, inside of you, in the car, outside the car, at the destination waiting for you, on your way, and are we completely ignoring heaven Yeah. that is not an intellectual place we're trying to ascend to, but it is the veil has been torn, should have been torn, but if we've had a platonic relationship, then we want access to all the benefits of it. But we don't want to have to do the work like what John was talking about, the covenant aspect of me remembering what it takes to uphold a covenant. Right. So there are things that we can do that are not to be, uh, it's not a lucky charm. It's not in place of the kingdom, but it's it's a symbol of something that can remind you of what was said tonight. And so, I want to, it's hard because we have like 10 minutes to teach on what this is, but the ones I just handed out are obviously a symbol of what we ordered the whole family. They are not, it's not in there, but behind every mesousa is supposed to be a scroll. And it looks like this. And I'm going to figure out how we can order them so that ours has them. But it's supposed to have just this little piece of paper, it's a little scroll can look like this and it sits behind it sits behind it, it kind of looks like this and it sits sits behind it and i want to read the scripture where this comes from okay so i'm in deuteronomy 6 i'm going to start in verse 4 well, let me, there's context. Let me start in verse one. Are you guys okay? Yes. I'm going to start at verse one. Now this is the commandment, the statutes and ordinance that Adonai your God commanded to teach you to do in the land you are crossing over to possess. So that you might fear Adonai your God to keep all his statutes and mitzvah that I am commanding you and your son and your son's sons all the days of your life. And so that you may prolong your days. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and take care to do this so that it may go well with you and you may increase mightily as Adonai, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. So starting in verse 4, this is the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love Adonai, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words, which I have commanded you today, are to be on your heart. You are to teach them diligently to your children and speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is Deuteronomy. Who are they talking about? (laughs) Walking by the way. When you lie down and when you rise up, bind them as a sign on your hand. They are to be as frontlets between your eyes and write them on your doorposts of your house and on your gates. Obviously, through Yeshua, you are, He is the door. This is to be written on our hearts and on our gates. Again, this is a symbol to remind us what is written in my heart is a way to access that if that makes sense so anytime you're going through a door if this is on the door and it's right where you're when you walk through a doorway it's supposed to be right at eye level for you to remember what is written on your heart okay but this is this is in the torah to do this so this is a symbol of how to activate this word in a very practical way what is inside of this is what i just read I'm actually going to read the whole part of what's inside of it, but part of what is inside of this is the entire Torah is inside of this, not in the reality of five books, but in that scripture, it is said that the entire Torah is encompassed in, you will love your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And because that's what Yeshua said is the greatest commandment, yeah. that this is a symbol of remembering that if you love Him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, then you are going to encompass and be moved to follow the entirety of the Gospels. Yeah. So the entire Torah is in this because of that one Scripture. Okay? But there's a couple, and I don't, I don't know how far I'm going to be able to get into this, but there's a couple of cool things um, that come with this because I want us to understand some, some stuff. But if you look at the top, I don't know if they're all the same, but it should be on there. If you look at it, there should be a shin. Do you guys see a shin? Do you guys know what a shin looks like? <laughs> so does everybody have a shin on there? Yeah. Because I think all of them are a little bit, not all of them, but they're, they're a little bit different. There should be a shin on there. And the reason why the shin is at the top, First of all, shin looks like a crown, okay? Um, But the shin, there's something powerful about this letter. So when I read, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. There is something very powerful about something that we follow. And it's that he is one and three in one. Okay? Okay. So the shin is one letter with three prongs to remind you that he is one and three in one. What I don't necessarily have time to get into is the word is echad. And it is a powerful word. I'll just say a couple of things. It means unique. It means first and there is no other like it. It
4: doesn't
0: just mean it does mean numerically one. But it doesn't just mean that. It means firmness, faithfulness, sureness, reliability, stability, continuance, reliability, reliableness, spoken truth, testimony, divine instruction, ethical knowledge, true doctrine. That entire word is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is unique. The Lord is the only one. The Lord is divine has divine instruction the lord is ethical the lord is stable the lord is reliable the the lord is firm the lord is faithful all of that is in this one being and yet three in one and if you think about it it says to love your god with what all of your heart all of your soul and all of your strength that you are also one and three in one there is a, a representation when you're looking at the shin that there are there's an activation in you in three different dimensions in how you follow mm-hmm. him and how you love him. That's good. The shin is also the first letter of the word Shema. So when I say, here, O Israel, I'm saying Shema, O Israel. The word here is Shema. This is the first letter of Shema to remind you that as you walk past this and see this, that your heart has the ability to basically recite the Shema, which means I hear. Why in Revelations does it say all the time? Yeshua said all the time. Let them have ears to hear. We have known that in one dimension that you should be able to listen. You should be able to hear something. This word is not to listen. I mean, it is, but it means to hear, listen, and obey. It does not mean just to merely listen to a good teaching and then walk away from it. It means to hear, understand, and obey the Shema. So when you're walking past this, you're you're declaring that you love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and that you are committed to I will hear and I will obey.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: that is that is the that is the Shema that's the first letter of this scripture the other reason why the shin is on there it is the first letter of Shaddai that means almighty so there is protection and remembering that el Shaddai that 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 name that that name that he has is is being represented in this three in one letter, it's like if you were to write on your doorpost. El should I? But we get to have a multi-dimensional, multi-purpose just in the shin of recognizing that name and and that and that name alone. Amen. Um, in this scripture, Yahweh is uh, said three times. You respond three times. Um, so I, I just I wanted to bring that part up about the shin. I'm going to read uh, a little bit more about the word here. Hear, listen, obey. But I'm going to keep going. Perceive, concern, power, attention, interest, understand, judge, give heed to, consent, agree, grant request, yield to, summon, proclaim, and it's a sound. So that, that... Shema, O Israel, is a lot more than just hear me. He's talking about we're receiving the Father's voice. There's going to be some multi dimensional things that come our way Mm -hmm. when you receive the Father's voice because we've only maybe been taught one or two dimensions in our hearing. But He wants us to perceive, agree, grant permission come on yield to summon Mm -hmm. tell proclaim there's so much in this word that it's so much more than here and all of that is is in this
4: Mm -hmm.
0: so i i'm just going to read um because the shema is actually three paragraphs and it encompasses the scripture i just read and it also encompasses deuteronomy deuteronomy oh my gosh deuteronomy 11 (laughs) 13 through 21 and what's so powerful what I the only thing I'm going to talk about in this I want you to read these scriptures but that scripture is your response there is a if you guys remember when we got into intimacy and John shared about blessing and cursing yeah there is a response that is also in this so not only does it say what you're what what we say he is then in this prayer out of Deuteronomy 11 is our response to that. And then I'm just going to throw this out there. The very last word that is in this is the word uh, emmet, and it's true. And I just thought that that was interesting when we've been going through good versus truth, that it, the, the very ending says, I'm going to read it, but it says, I, the Lord, am your God. True. <laughs> and that's it. And just when you look up the word "true" and all the definitions of that, there there is an all-encompassing prayer in this, all out of Deuteronomy, that is that is symbolic of uh, of our remembrance of what was uh, spoken tonight. So I'm just going to read uh, this prayer. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is Echad. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom forever and ever. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words which I command you today shall be upon your heart. You shall teach them thoroughly to your children, and you shall speak to them when you sit in your house, and when you walk on the road, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. then. And they shall be the reminder between your eyes, and you shall write them upon the doorposts of your house and upon your gates. The next paragraph, moving into Deuteronomy 11, 13 through 21. And it will be, if you will diligently obey my commandments, which I enjoin upon you this day to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, I will give rain for your land at the proper time. The early rain and the late rain, and you will gather in your grain, your wine and your oil, and I will give grass in your fields for your cattle, and you will eat and be, be seated. Take care, lest your heart be lured away. Take care, lest your heart be lured away, and you turn astray and worship alien gods and bow down to them. For then the Lord's wrath will flare upon against you, and he will close the heavens So that there will be no rain and the earth will not yield its produce and you will swiftly perish from the good land which the Lord gives you. Therefore place these words of mine upon your heart and upon your soul and bind them for a sign on your hand and they shall be for a reminder between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children to speak of them when you sit in your house and when you walk on the road, when you lie down and when you rise and you shall inscribe them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So that your days and the days of your children may be prolonged on the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give to them for as long as the heavens are above the earth. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel and tell them to make for themselves fringes on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and to attach a thread of blue on the fringe of each corner. We're not getting into that tonight but I'm just reading it. (laughs) They shall be to you a titsy, and you shall look upon them and remember all the commandments of the Lord and fulfill them. And you will not follow after your heart and after your eyes by which you go astray so that you may remember and fulfill all of my commandments and be holy to your God. I am the Lord, your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. I am your God. True. Mm -hmm. So there are three aspects to the Shema coming completely out of Deuteronomy That's just reciting these scriptures that are encompassing to the things that we've been releasing and what I felt that he was releasing tonight in who we are. That this is a symbol for us to remember in a tangible, in a tangible way as you wake up, as you rise, as you lie down, as you go in and as you go out, that this would be bound to your hands, be at the forefront of your eyes, that, that we would, um, not only Love him in all of those dimensions, but how then do you love him? It's easy to say, I'm gonna love you with all my heart right. and all my soul and all my strength. And then how many of you kind of went, I don't like the second paragraph? Mm, come
4: well, on.
0: That's not an easy thing to release, just like it's not easy to say he didn't come to rescue. Right, yeah,
6: right, right.
0: but it is a promise and he said it. Yeah. Right. If you're following him and you obey, there is blessing, and if you don't, then there are things that are shut off. Yeah. And so there's an aspect of remembering his promises. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Even when you hear about, if you honor your mother and father, you shall live a long life. It's, it's, it's understanding that he attached a promise to the yeah. things that he says because it matters and it means something. Yes. And why would he want you to have a prolonged life if we're supposed to be leaving? If we leave, then what has happened? If we think we're out of here, what are the promises that we've decided? This is irrelevant because the rain doesn't matter. We're not going to be here. So now you have decided to dishonor the family unit. And now we've got cursing and we say, well, that's on him because that's how he set it up because we're not supposed to be here when in reality it was his children that broke the family unit that isn't following and honoring because that's where his that's where his that's where his promises are yeah, yeah. it's to it's just to, it's to, is to follow his instruction if you follow my instruction is that a powerful i mean that's yeah. talking about submission that's talking about there's just so much that's in that that we've lost as a culture forget the world the church culture has yeah. lost that and yet we're wanting the blessing. I don't know how many times we've read out of Deuteronomy. You are the head and not the tail. Yeah. But we forget about how do you become the head? Yeah. Follow my instructions. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: Not don't yeah. follow my instructions. Yeah. Don't love me with all your heart and all your soul. But yeah. but you want the rain, yeah. right? Yeah. So we are a people that is responding to His voice that yeah. requires the work of the first fruits, not works. But understanding yes. that it's it's unveiling the veil that he yeah. tore for us to have access right now. Yeah. And so this is a gift uh, yeah. to every household to um, put these however you however you see fit, but to put these on your doorpost as as a beginning of symbolizing uh, what happened tonight. Amen. Yeah. Thank, you Thank you guys. Thank you guys. I'm just gonna. I just want to add one thing. The the word in our response, so the second paragraph of the Shema, the word. I I don't know if I'm gonna say it right, but uh, vah vahay vahaya. That word is our response, but in that word, I want us to understand that there's there's a there's an aspect of reward and punishment, like I just said. But in that word and in our response, the definition of that is to become. It's to be. It's to exist. It's for this word in our response, the definition means to come to pass. It means arise, appear, and to be established. So that first part of the Shema is saying that when you love you are following all of the that, is the, that is the hinge, all of the commandments are on. All of them start with that. Then in your response, there's an aspect of reward and punishment, but know that in your response is where you get to exist. It's in your, uh, I'm pretty sure Derek said it. He said, whatever grows is what will feed you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that as a warning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever you're choosing to grow yeah, is what will feed you, yep yeah, and that can be as practical as marriage counseling <laughs> right Gabe? Yeah. Whatever you're growing, whatever you're cultivating, is ultimately the thing that is feeding you, yeah. and so when you think about that aspect, you're recognizing that whatever your response is, which is the obedience to hear and obey. Yeah to his instructions is causing you to exist and for things to come to pass for you to arise appear and to be established that is how powerful our response is so let this be a symbol that every time we see this that that is our call to action it is our call to remembrance that this is what he said to do and that, and, and that there's a response in that doing. There's a response in that. And that you're activating that our ears, I, I don't know how much to enforce that, but our ears have to be open. Yeah. I mean, I understand when people said that in the scriptures. Let them have ears to hear. Right. Because they were saying, let them have ears to Shema. They weren't saying, I hope they're hearing my voice right now by the Spirit. Let them have ears yeah. to hear. That their ears would be yeah. open to yeah. understand to be established, to arise, to be, to exist, to be able to fully understand and fully respond and be obedient to that response. So so we are followers of the way. So now, you guys, when people ask you, what are you? Absolutely, you can say Hebrew. But now you can also say, I'm a follower of the way. And if anybody does want to talk doctrine... Just so you know that when apostolic Judaism would be the the, the best way to kind of, if you want to Google our tribe, the remnant we're looking for is apostolic Judaism, if that makes sense. Because there there the reason why I say that is there's a lot. There's Hebrew roots. There's Messianic Jews. There, I mean, there's so many. Just like Christianity, there is remnant.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Sex. Yes. And so you gotta you gotta watch which one you're following. So when you are looking into it, apostolic Judaism is probably the best way to explain kind of our tribe or our people. But at the end of the day, that's not what you're telling people because to me people are gonna hear Judaism. what they're gonna hear is Judaism and they're gonna hear New Testament. And they're gonna talk they're gonna think it's what he was saying. Well you're a Christian with a little bit of Judaism. Yeah. You're an apot yeah. you're you're part of the you're an apostle with a little bit of Judaism. That's that, that we don't want to get confusing with that, but I want us to know as a found, as a foundation that that's kind of where our tribe is when you're looking that up. But at the end, what you're all you're saying is is we're followers of the way. And I want to remind you guys of the teaching that Yeshua is the way. Yep. We we, we lined it out with Old Testament scriptures and New Testament every single time he said, "I am the truth, I am the life, and I'm the way." Read it in Psalms. It says the Torah is the truth, the life, and yep. the way. You've yep. only been taught that Jesus is the truth, and yep. life, and the way. But in Psalms, it says yep. that his instructions are the truth, his instructions yep. are the way, his instructions are My life. 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 Yep. His yeah. instructions yeah, yep. are the truth, the life, yep. and the way. Yep. Yep. And we've disregarded the instructions yep. that said yep. Yeshua is the truth and life and the way. And he's saying, no, I am the same. It yep. is the same. Right. I am his yep. instructions. Yep. Yep. I am here to teach yep. you how to follow his instructions. Yeah. And that is the truth and the life and the way. So when you say, I am a follower of the way, you're ultimately saying, I am Torah observant. Yeah. I, am a Torah observ- I am a Torah observant person because yeah. I am a follower of the Torah. You yeah. want to get yeah. crazy? Say that. Yeah. Yeah. And then if yeah. somebody say, what is that? Yeshua is is the Torah. Yeah. And I am a follower of, of who he is. Yeah. And then you just kind of dismantle all of that. You can't <laughs> yeah. be in one sector. You can't be yeah. in the new and the old. Yeah. You're in all of it.
6: Yeah.
0: But isn't that, he says, it is all. Of
6: it. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's easy. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> when people are accusing you, you need to read your scriptures more. Be like, read Psalms. It says the Torah is the truth, the life, and the way. Yeah. yeah. Come on. You
4: yeah. know what I mean? Come
0: Come yeah. So we're followers of the way. It's good. And you know what the way is. Yeah. So now you know how to navigate conversations. If you're talking to a Christian, no problem. You're just saying, I'm yeah. a follower of the Messiah, HaMashiach, as you know Jesus. I am a follower of the way. If you're talking to somebody who's a Jew, you would say, I am a follower of the Torah. And there's an honor in the two houses. Bringing it yeah. back to the beginning. Why did we have two loaves? Yeah. yeah. There is, yeah. He, what, how did you say it? The nations will not know who he is if we do not walk in his ways. Yeah. Yeah. Revelation says it very clear. You want to enter into heaven? All of us have said, what do I need to do to get into heaven? It says in Revelations, you will proclaim my name and you will obey my commandments. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if you're a follower of the way, you just nailed both of them. Because he is the commandments and he is the way. Yes. yes. That is what Revelations is talking about. So
5: So do we, when somebody challenges you and they say, well, you can't work your way to salvation. Right. Can Do we have to work our way to salvation? No. No. We still believe Yeshua is our salvation. But because
0: of salvation, I want to work. Uh-huh. Because yeah. I was told yeah. to work uh-huh. this land. Yes. Because yeah. that's why we have yeah. stopped at him. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't he didn't tell you to stop at him. Right. He told you he's the beginning. Right. That's why we said that our yes is the beginning. Yes. It's only yeah. the beginning. Yes. Because we, we love to work out of the overflow. Yes. In the land. Yes. Yeah. And 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 there's so mu- oh my, there's so much in this podcast that I go back to the teaching of the first fruits. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't requ- it wasn't required until you were dwelling. Yeah. 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 So that's the we're not working our way we're not yeah.
4: we're, you dwell you dwell
0: you because yeah. you have a first yeah. fruits to to give in the first place. Yeah. Right. But out of that dwelling, it doesn't mean you don't work. Because yeah. we're not in, we're not. He's not ruling and reigning yet. With uh, he has not come back yet. He's not here. We're not in the. We're not in the millennium. So, like he said, we're not in the garden. So there is work, but not to, but from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like just close. So I will be done. <laughs> no, that was really yeah,
6: good. Mom yeah, and Dad. keep going. Um. So what I feel like. Yahweh was kind of pointing to overall in tonight's feast service was just a pointing to when we're talking about we are followers of the way that is our name that's our identity that is who we are and in order to follow that way we have to know who the way is And so I heard him say, honor the foundation. Come on. Because like the Trinity, like the Father, the Son, and Ruach are the way. And you guys have been that way for us. And so when I'm hearing, I mean, we literally started out where you have a father sending his family stealing yeah. the sending yeah. that Yahweh is sending you all into yeah. and you have the father stealing that moment and saying you guys are ready and you're allowed to go right yeah. you had a spiritual father come and say now it's time to, to go um and now it's time for all of us to in a sense move forward with our yes right um and then when you're talking about preservers and how we've been fatherless and so we haven't preserved his ways because we haven't known him why go back to that teaching that you had released mom years ago about where yahweh removed preservatives from you like he removed preservatives from our family and said lay that down like lay down lay down the things that just fill you up just for the sake of filling you up so Mm -hmm. that you can just live and breathe and Mm -hmm. and and uh, survive in this world he said no like I want that stuff removed out of you so that you can actually be clear-minded but you went through that process first like he did that process in you first Um, and now after that process has been fully walked out now you have him saying i wanted the the false things that were filling you up to Mm -hmm. be removed so that you could actually learn and preserve my true authentic ways you know Mm -hmm. um And so he's restoring his voice in those instructions because there were things that had to be removed out of us in order so that we could be clear-minded to receive his authentic voice, like there were things that needed to be removed that were false um, and distorting things. But you guys endured that situation first. Not only so that we could see, not only so we could see that example and see how it's done, but so that we would have the way presented to us. Um, And then tonight, when we're talking about sealing a covenant with Torah, like saying that we receive his instructions now that we're able to discover and discern the authentic voice right of a father because a father and a mother have been leading us all this time in authenticity and transparency now we're able to actually say that we are like we are bound to Torah like we are bound to Mm -hmm. what we have learned we're bound to what we've Mm -hmm. seen Mm -hmm. we're bound Mm -hmm. to the way that has been made for Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. and so everything you guys were talking about even though what you were just saying right now mom I'm literally I was hearing like that's you guys like I wish I could rewind that tape because it's like if we could hear that that was you guys I mean I know we're talking about the father and talking about um like his instructions are the truth, the life, and the way. Well, your guys' instructions, your guys' lifestyle, what you have paid the way for, then now we get to follow in. That is the way, the truth, and the life. Like your instructions. Like that's like that's what he's calling us to walk in. That's why he's saying we are followers of the way, and to follow in that way, because. Now it's our responsibility to say yes to that and to move in what we've seen. And you guys have done an amazing job of, like, showing us how and the what and the when and the why and, and everything. You guys have done amazing in that. And you will continue to. And because of that foundation you guys have laid for us, now we're able to move forward in that And you did it in perfect timing because without that, we would not be able to do anything. We wouldn't be able to have a yes. We would be saying yes to the inauthentic still. Okay. But because you have mothered and fathered and chosen to bind yourself to the way first and then show his way to a family, now we get to bind ourselves to the authentic. And so we appreciate that and we thank you guys for that.
4: Thank
2: you for listening to this message from Kingdom Ayers International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that
4: at kingdomairsflag.org. Thank you.